and honun kako avelina mai keya pukana okeya vahi podcast oyo yo munkain things the podcast ikeya la ikuka kukana kako epili ana ikekahima me apili ika hanai ana ina keki pili ika ola makua hine a pelavale aku no laila e olu olu e hoona nea e inu ikekahi inu a i hoona nea e puhi ikekahi puhi hoona nea aya ya oi uh, today, I asked you guys for, I, I wanted to do a podcast about, like, mom stuff, and so I posted a, a thing on Instagram asking for questions that you guys had or, like, topics that you wanted me to talk about, and you guys had so many really good ones. I only have about 20 minutes to do this, so I'm just gonna get through what I can get through in the 20 minutes and I'll maybe do a part two if I need to but you guys had some really really good questions um so first of all mahalo to everybody that like uh gave a topic or a question or something uh I'm also going live on tiktok right now I'm trying I'm doing a new thing where while I record my podcast I go live on tiktok I need to figure out a way to get this podcast monetized because I love to do it but you know what else like I love to do is continue to be able to rent a space is like continue to be able to have a business so I need to figure out how to monetize my podcast but anyways thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for um for the kind uh submitting stuff so let's go ahead and get started on the tea because the first one is so funny uh she said talk well first of all she said talk about how getting lickings is a colonizer mindset most are not ready for that that's a super good one i also want to bring up that somebody else said if giving discipline or licking should be canceled or builds character my official and final uh but not all on that will forever be that getting lickings is lazy i fucking hate to say it okay i really do and i know some people are going to be offended especially in hawaii but i feel like getting lickings is lazy because you're just trying to teach your child to be afraid of you is really what it is when you should be able to not okay sorry not should be able to because okay let me back up the problem of generational trauma right is that our parents were not given the tools themselves and like really really we are stuck in survival mode a lot of the time like especially i can speak for myself as a single indigenous mom especially as a single indigenous mom that's a business owner like um survival mode okay i've been trying to get out of survival mode for a very long time and it's so difficult because i've been in it for a very long time And so it's like um, we do what we need to to survive and there's no judgment here ever about that. But in my opinion, knowing the things that we do in today's world, giving lickings is like um, I don't don't know about a colonizer mindset, but I do not think that that is a a Hawaii way of doing things. I feel like um, but then that's totally different from like the angle I'm coming from of like empathy and like um, like aware parenting i guess i don't know how to explain it like my big thing for my daughter is um number one letting her learn things on her own she needs to experience it on her own she needs to go through things on her own and number two like emotional regulation is the biggest thing for us right now she's three and a half and so we're totally going through the the throes of her experiencing these big emotions and one not being able to like communicate them and to not being able to really express them um i guess in a in a i don't want to say a healthy way because who cares about what um 
people think or who cares about like western society or who cares about everybody looking at you in the grocery store you know what i mean but um lickings in my personal opinion are just not it doesn't do anything it just teaches your kid to be scared somebody on tiktok says physical discipline seems to be present in pre-colonized polynesian history oh okay i mean i could see that it's present i i wouldn't say it was really prevalent though like for children for our small children growing up i feel like in today's society it's more like you hit your kids and you give lickings especially here in hawaii because like that's how you keep them in line that and but i don't know if personally for me i don't want to raise a child that's just blindly obedient i want my child to under like she doesn't have to always do everything mom says like in safety situations yes but like i i don't i always want her to um to have her own mind and to ask questions well i don't know <laughs> that's a situation okay um and she goes oh and talk about why local baby daddies suck because they got their own daddy issues that is um super true um and i know that this person <laughs> maybe kind of meant it in like a hee hee ha ha baby daddies Hawaii baby daddies suck but also it's like yeah that's generational trauma too like they literally have shitty dads that show them and like it's the generational trauma that gets our parents incarcerated that gets our parents addicted to drugs that gets our parents like homeless that gets our parents um in that domestic violence gambling you know all of those kinds of things that are direct effects of generational trauma i know it seems like i'm a fucking broken record and i'm saying hi Corey. i just uploaded our podcast i'm working on a new podcast right now but um yeah it's really it's really like generational trauma is literally the root of so many different issues that we have here in hawaii and with kanaka so yes they local baby daddies do have issues and like honestly i see it in my own baby daddy all the time and it's like not even in a mean way or like a talking shit on him way but just like uh bro like i wish your parents okay sorry that's getting too deep and like that's not my space to share but like um you know we see it a lot of times where it's like that hurt uh comes out as anger yeah and it's really just like comes from a place of needing to be loved and acknowledged and appreciated and it's like a really hard space and like vulnerability right like vulnerability um and 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 ego is a big thing that my girlfriend and i talk about all the time and that's why i feel like i'm so comfortable with her and so into her is because she's so aware of that like that ego death and and um like communicating in order to knowing what they went through helps how they need to be communicated with language wise yes i totally agree um so yeah it's like she's this girl's totally right that submitted this she said because they got their own baby daddy issues which is very true um but like at some point you have to take responsibility and accountability for it right okay moving on uh somebody else said want to raise my child more in hawaiian culture but i feel lost with culture myself this is a really good one um this one kind of came up in different uh forms a couple of times so i my first thing that i would say is to read um if you don't have a kupuna in your family that you can connect to that's alive Go look in your mo'oku'au hau and find what you can connect to. Where Was your ohana, were they fisher people, were they farmers, were they 
Um, were they people that loved Pele? Were they Mo'o people? Were they shark people? Were they Kalo people? Were they, you know what I mean? Look into your Ohana and see and look into your personal genealogy and see where you can connect. But also the world presents Polynesians as violent mountains nonstop. You know what? That's totally true. The world does present us as warriors and, and like these, um, uh, yeah, like violent people that fight all the time and that's I don't know that's a good one I don't really know what to say to that one that is a good point my friend um but wanting to raise your child and more in Hawaiian culture but feeling lost with culture myself is a hard one so I would say if you don't have kupuna if you don't have um that you know you look at for your mo'oku ohau also um uh, just a, a self plug if you have nowhere to start with your mo'oku ohau join my patreon there are past classes that i show you how to access databases that can help you to look up your mo'oku how like i walk you through the whole process and everything um so i would say like reaching out to resources like that um doing like work days keliko kopiko beauty she hosts work days in the lo'i all the time like um, getting involved in your person in your community in Aloha opportunities like that's always uh, my answer is Ho'i Kapiko right so if it's not uh, your own family then connect to Aina and if it's not that then read some books connect to something find something you can connect to and hold on to that really tightly so if some people connect to like oh my family used to be weavers then maybe they're gonna like really jump into the process of Lahala and like that whole situation maybe they don't even like Lahala maybe they're gonna start like crocheting or something you know it's like fight it's about finding the connection or creating the connection even um and then also like taking advantage of opportunities of, for things like kekioka aina is a really good tip um our ohana did kekioka aina i i don't know how old i think it's like two to four maybe but they have really good field trips opportunities great great teachers the curriculum is really good i totally love um, what Keiki Okaina has to do and say for our Keiki and our community and like it's a really good Olalo Hawaii exposure and stuff like that before starting Punanaleo or Kulakayapuni or whatever else la that you're interested in your um, journey for your Keiki. Has the American occupation of Hawaii worked against the genuine expression of indigenous culture? That's such a good question. That's a really good question. Thank you for asking that. Um, definitely yes. Yes, yes, yes. One quick example. Um, as comfortable as I am in my own culture, I still totally feel embarrassed sometimes, to be completely honest, when I go places and do protocol that are like crowded with tourists and they're taking pictures and taking videos and like pointing at you and looking at you like, wow, look at that Hawaiian girl. Like, what is she doing? It's so awkward and it feels so weird and forced and just like, I hate that shit. So to me, that's definitely an expression like, repression of our culture um and not to mention like uh the displacement of hawaiians directly from our homelands like contributes to us not like directly contributes to us not being able to um practice our culture anymore so for example like kalo farmers if there's no fucking land to farm kalo on then obviously they're not able you know what i mean they're not able to continue their traditions and then like there's the whole western nine to five like we would all love to just be kicking back weaving and fishing and farming but houses and all of that kind of shit you're about to cash out on my store tonight go for it girl i just updated with those culture vulture tees 
storytellers and that's what has helped me reconnect same sister the same people who are trying to suppress the culture are stealing it at the same time for profit i just posted those um how keep hawaiian culture away from haole vultures um on my website at moonkindthings.com so go get them before everybody takes them it's weird because we get kicked for our culture but they can be coconut girls with no consequences totally agree it's um the romanticization and fetishization and prostitution exploitation <laughs> of our culture and our land and our people and all of that that literally is the problem totally sis or dude are you a sis i'm not really sure sorry scotsman dude my bad um would you teach your keiki the kumulipo papa and makia story from a young age great question um because there are themes that are in western um sorry <laughs> sorry dude as a haole how can i help dismantle the exploration of your culture that's a loaded question that's a good one i appreciate you um like genuinely engaging and asking questions that matter i'll return to that one is there a way i can like pin this Oh, exploitation no i can't pin this okay i'll come back to that um kumulipo okay so there's uh themes in love you thank you so much you're the best i'll venmo you yes can you please i'm sorry do you have time no, if not it's okay okay thank you <sighs> what's well, friday um i'll text you are you busy saturday uh, yep. no but free day you're free I think I might need you after all. I'll text you, okay? Um, no, why? Anyways. Uh, okay, so like there's themes in Kumulipo and like Papa and Wakea, like incest and um, like murder and miscarriage. Yes, I just restocked the Leave Hawaii for Hawaiian shirts. Okay, bestie, thanks for being curious. Um, so long story short yes i would but you just have to be really careful about how you approach it um i taught that story to my kindergartner so i used to teach k through seven hawaiian culture and hawaiian language um at a charter school so yes i definitely would teach i i mean i included it in my curriculum um what was your biggest fear before giving birth holy shit that's a really good one my biggest fear before giving birth Ovena was breech, so she was in position all the way up until like two weeks before I was supposed to give birth, and then she flipped upside down and she would not turn again. So like my biggest fear was that she would stay like that and I would have to get a C-section and then it came true. <laughs> and it was scary, but we made it through and it was all good. And in the end, I was a little bit relieved. Have you experienced postpartum depression? Sorry, I don't know how to spell it. Yes, definitely, hell yeah. You know, I'm like, I've been depressed forever. Uh, so that one was not too bad. But you know what got really bad was my postpartum anxiety. Like, oh my God. I mean, I still, I bitch, she's like almost four. And I'm like, I still have postpartum anxiety. But seriously, I used to be so scared of like dropping her off the bed. Or like, I used to have really bad intrusive thoughts of like, 
I don't know, like her just getting really hurt, like super. I just was so scared about her like stopping breathing. And then she had like bad reflux. I literally for like the first six months of her life to a year, I had to just hold her up while she slept like the whole time. Um, so I was just like tired and nervous and like worried all the time. It was just a like a really hard first six months, really, truly. But um, so, yeah, I did have a lot of postpartum depression and anxiety. It was really bad. I have that for my little brother, though. What do you mean? You have postpartum anxiety. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's super sweet. Um, parent presence versus parent involvement for me makes a big difference in our Kiki's life. I love that. You know what? My mom and I have talked about this all the time. And I have to say, I'm super grateful to my mom because even though she's like totally a fucking nag sometimes, like all mothers are and like I am as a mother, um, she she keeps me present, you know, and she reminds me of the importance of being present and like watching my mom get old and become a grandma and like watching my daughter and my mom interact to it just reminds me like how short life really is i know it sounds super corny but it reminds me of like how short life really is and of the importance of just being present and i know it sounds stupid and corny and it's so hard honestly in a business where i um you know a lot of my business is on social media so i'm on my phone or i'm in my calendar or i'm in my notes like having ideals all the time and doing all of that kind of stuff all the time and i try really hard especially now that we got the atelier um to like drop her off at school get as much done as i can during the day and then as soon as i pick her up like work is done i try um or wait until after she's sleeping to finish work but i try to like just just turn that off and that's the big key to being like involved and present for her and then also see that used to be before but then now we're moving to like ovenas in school so it's like okay um being involved in class and like being involved in other parents stuff even though i really don't like people and i don't want to be friends with other people but like learning to have to push through that social anxiety because um one i don't want my daughter to have social anxiety and to see that and i want her to always like feel super comfortable um interacting and being in those spaces and super safe and secure in her relationships with people um and then to like you know it 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 providing those comfortable safe spaces physically for our kids to like connect outside of school too is pretty cool and important for our kids growth in my opinion um i imagine when she starts stuff like sports and like her own hobbies uh and extracurriculars that it'll be even different even more different so that'll be interesting too okay somebody said my two-year-old is nuts and nothing helps because she's a hammer what do you do yup 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 somebody else very related to that said raising hard-head kids but wanting them to keep that fire (laughs) very related like or like very i can re fucking relate bro if you know my kid okay first of all we're three and a half she has mean tantrums okay um, I used to always say, like, hell no, that's not going to be my kid. Like, everybody without kids fucking says. And then I had a kid, and I was like, you know, girl, it's hard. Like, <laughs> and he, you know what's hard, really, is being a toddler and having big feelings and not being able to explain how you're feeling or why you're feeling that way or not really understanding yourself, not understanding how to make yourself feel better. Like, that sounds absolutely tragic. 
that's so funny my dad was just watching the rugby game the other day i would he was like telling me that i need to play rugby <laughs> he would love that um but yeah okay so my biggest tip i promise i know it sounds corny and like like crunchy mom but you have to let them feel the feelings you have to let them go through the feels you have to show them healthy ways to regulate your own emotion it's the biggest that's the biggest one like what do you do when you're upset do you run away from it do you um process it in a healthy way like uh talking about it in calm voices do you yell and scream do you throw a fit <laughs> yes i do i have a girlfriend um but like those are things that we can do that show us that show our kids you know like um important like ways that we can regulate our own emotion um and by doing that it's like literally right because we know that our kids like hear half of what we hear um or half of what we say they see half of what we do what is it I don't know, whatever. But they do what we do. You know what I mean? So, um, my biggest tip to all of you moms that are having a hard time with tantrums and just being fiery and, like, like somebody said, having hard-head kids but wanting them to keep that fire in them. I love that my daughter is outspoken. I love that she is, um, she can advocate for herself. I love that she's, um, she can communicate and she can work her way through those tantrums, even though it sometimes it seriously takes like 45 minutes, bro, which is fucking critical, but it is what it is. And, you know, I'd rather raise like an emotionally intelligent, um, child than just ignore that shit. Um, so I have to, okay, so let's see, we have time for one more. When you have an outspoken child, you know they're going to be an activist and that's lit. Bruh, I will never forget when I first got arrested for, um, like, protecting a piece of land in my homeland, in my hometown community. Um, I remember my mom was so upset. She was so mad at me. And I have this one kumu from high school changed my life like the best teacher i've ever had i still keep in contact with him we email all the time he's literally like an 80 year old white man that lives in volcano <laughs> i love him so much he's like one of my best friends um but he emailed my mom and he was like hey i saw emma on the news and i just had to laugh because um i know you're upset and how could you be because you raised a child that you raised her to do that you literally raised her to be an activist and a protector of land and how can you be angry when she does what you raise her to do and so i always think about that and i just like it is what it is i got detained the other day for vandalizing a sign saying i will not speak maori i changed it to i will speak maori i love that that's a beautiful form of activism okay last one um oh my gosh okay no i'm gonna have to do a part two because these are so good um so dealing with kid tantrums and trying to keep your cool also i also have to say on that note fuck what everybody has to say fuck how fuck how you feel 
I was just thinking about this today, okay? Because my kid has this really bad thing right now. It's so embarrassing. Nah, it's not even embarrassing. Fuck it. It's like, it is what it is. Um, Where she's like, want, and it's only with me, where she wants me to put it back. So, like, if I sneeze, she wants me to put the sneeze back. And, like, if I blow my nose, she wants me to put the blow nose back and, like, blow my nose again. If I take a shower, she wants me to put the shower back and go back in the shower. Shower again and get out. And it's like, obviously, well, not obviously, but to me, it has to do with she wants to control mom because she doesn't have any control over me i'm always here there i'm so busy it's like when i do have time with her it's we hardly get time to like really connect like that so the put it back and like the tantrums and stuff to me it's like okay if it's a safety issue i'm picking your ass up and i'm hauling you and we'll talk and you can tantrum for 45 minutes and we'll talk about it when you're calm um but other than that it's like i need to just stand my freaking ground and just say like no i'm not gonna do that because once you give in to those little gremlins once you give in to them one time they will take that shit and run and they will always think that you're gonna give in to them so that is my biggest lesson is stand your freaking ground when it comes to your boundaries with the with them they will learn that shit early and they will manipulate you like little fucking crotch gremlins that they are um hey girl uh okay i'm not gonna go through all of these now because i have to go pick up my kid but i'm gonna read the questions what's up dude oh i forgot to i'm sorry i forgot to text you back my bad i will get there i promise Hey girl, I'm gonna come to your shop with my megaphone. He tell, run. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, why? You should come be on the podcast. Okay, but anyway, these are the questions. I'm not gonna answer them right now. I got. Oh God, get out of here. Get out of here. Um, what are ways to say sorry if you have a hard time saying sorry? Picking schools, mom shaming, raising a child in Hawaii as a Hawaiian, colonial trauma co-parenting moving on from your baby daddy feeling like your best isn't enough thoughts on gentle parenting parent overstimulation overtouch from kids and spouse so that's what we're going to cover on part two i thought that was a those were some super good questions all righty